Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It truly is something that we all need if we want to succeed. And sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to find it. It's hard to have it. Sometimes we lack a lot of it. I'm talking about confidence. You need confidence in pretty much anything that you do. It's almost that inner faith that you have in yourself. How do you get it, though? We're going to talk with somebody who helps many with that all the time. She is an amazing life coach at Zan Life Coaching, and she's back with us today. Suzanne Jenkins is on the program. Suzanne, welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm very well, thank you, and nice to be talking to you again. It truly is, and I'm glad that we're digging into this because not a lot is said about confidence, having confidence, where to get it from. How do you know you have enough confidence? Is it, does it come from a place of you don't worry anymore about doing things? I think everybody has nerves. I mean, let's put it out there. Even the most accomplished uh, performers in the world still get nervous before they perform. And I think it's a good thing because you do get a little bit of a, an adrenaline rush and you need that to give a good performance. Mm. However, mm. there are ways that you can manage confidence and uh, you can manage those nerves and, um, d- you know, just be more confident in a day-to-day life situation rather than going out doing a big performance, shall we say. Hmm. You know, as you said that, the adrenaline rush, I thought about it and... Yeah, because if you if it if you want to describe it as a, a adrenaline or just a little bit of jitters or nerves, I think you need it. It's like the fuel to move you forward. Because if you don't have that, even if it's a tiny bit, you're you're gonna be bored. I think. Am I right about that? I don't know. I'm trying, I'm thinking about that. Even I had a gathering yesterday of about like 15 people, and then I have a concert venue near me, so we literally walked down the street to the venue. Um, and I have to tell you, I was, I was a little, you know, not nervous, but I was like, wanted to make sure everything was okay. I had enough um, food and drink and everything. So I'm, I'm equating right. it to that. Um, and if I didn't, I think I would be bored. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a driver. Yes, definitely. Um, a lot of research has been done around having enough of that hmm. nervousness, jitters, call it what you will. Uh, to be able to for, perform well, but not to the point where um, it impedes performance. Uh, there's been huge amount. There's a, a bell curve that um, statisticians and researchers have created, far more intelligent than I, and would do a better job of describing it. But yes, there is an optimum amount, and you've got a range. And if you go either beneath that range or above that range, then performance will be impacted negatively. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You need a little bit of something. And I try and explain to uh, my clients that think of nerves as excitement or anticipation because they feel the same. So if you can tell yourself that that's what you're feeling – then you'll be absolutely fine. The nerves will not get the better of you. Hmm. It almost sounds like you need to find the zone, whatever your zone is of just a little bit of, 
jitters, little nervousness, adrenaline, whatever it is, that little sweet spot. And then if you go past that, then you have maybe too much. And uh, maybe that works in your in your opposite of not having, you realize that you don't have enough confidence at that point. Yes, absolutely. It's, um, as I said, a lot of research has been done on this and it has been proven time and time again that uh, you know too much of these nerves, jitters, adrenaline uh, will impede your performance and you will do a really poor job. And that can be as a performer, as in a singer, comedian, etc., or somebody working on a factory line and anything in between. Hmm. Where do we go with that? How do we start developing that that confidence? Or is it really the, the faith in yourself that you can you can do something? It is, and it does come from within yourself. Confidence cannot be given to you. You can be given praise and acknowledgement of an achievement. But you yourself need to acknowledge that achievement and that accomplishment. And and that's where it comes down to really appreciating what you have done and reminding yourself at times when you do feel less than confident um, of all the things that you have achieved, your past successes. Hmm. Um, Hmm. There's also um, a little hack you can do. Uh, which is in your physiology, so your actual posture. If you're um, not feeling confident and you allow your shoulders to slump forward, there's a neurological exchange going on that um, affects your state and affects your perception, and you end up actually performing badly because of that. So if you can notice that you're feeling less than confident, take a deep breath, shoulders back. Uh, Tony Robbins is great at this. He gets people to do the power pose before they do anything. And it does. You, You kind of feel proud of yourself. And yes, I've got this. Yes, I can do this. I love what you said there because I don't have great posture. I really do. Ah. And uh, I have a friend who is a trainer and worked out with her. Really need to get, need to get back with her. Um, and she would always say to me, shoulders back, proud like a soldier. Come on, come on. Because I slum forward. And I, I you know, back in the day, I, I did lack confidence um, because I was bullied as a kid. I was a, a large kid back then. Right. Um, right. And I think that all comes into play with that. Uh, maybe even the posture thing. But yeah, I, I psychologically... Uh, I, I, Susanna, really think you're on point there. And it sounds ridiculous, you know, to say to somebody, hey, you want confidence? Pull your shoulders back, you know, sit up straight, walk straight, you know, put your head, you know, in in a certain position. But I think it works. I really do. It does. It's been proven time and time again. Um, I've studied neuro-linguistic programming. And um, one of the things they talk about there is how your physiology affects the mind as well. Because if you think about it, Steve, if you're um, sort of hunched over, it's almost like you're trying to hide away and you're giving that message not only to those around you, but to yourself. So if you're standing tall and, you know, and I'm not a great height, I'm all of five foot two and a half um, on a good day, but, yeah, stand up tall, you know, allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be heard. Mm. 
And it's such a simple thing to do. We can talk about getting confidence and, and building confidence, but that's an easy one. Just have better posture. And eventually, psychologically, it will translate uh, to something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing you can um, do uh, if you're going somewhere, like an interview, or again, if we talk about a performer, is dress for success. So if you're going yeah. for an interview, mm -hmm. dress for that job that you're going for. Again, you know, it's, it's almost like um, you're signaling to the world, I'm ready for this and I've got it. And you're signaling to yourself subconsciously, yeah, these are my clothes and I am comfortable in this and this is me. I've, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. And even if, you know, it's almost like that phrase, fake it till you make it. Well, look the part and you'll get the part. And I've even... May I call it experimented a little bit and have gone to events or networking events and, you know, maybe I'll wear a nice shirt, maybe a pair of jeans, look neat, you know, with shoes and it's all good. If I show up with a jacket on, uh, makes a huge difference. People just treat you differently. <laughs> Crazy yeah, they is. take you more seriously. They Absolutely. Do. Or, or, yeah. Or maybe they would still take you seriously. It could be people that, you know, maybe you know in circles and, and such, but there's a layer of respect that comes to you if you take it one step further in terms of the way you dress. Doesn't mean you have to overdress, but, you know, to that point, I always say over slightly overdress. You can, you can never underdo it. You just do it. You have nothing to lose. Nobody's going to look at you and say, well, what are you wearing that for? Wearing shorts. Well, whatever. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah, and unfortunately, people judge a book by its cover. True. First impressions count. Yep. So if you want to make a good first impression and you're going for something like an event, you've got to dress for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an easy one, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always do this, and maybe it's just me, but before I go somewhere or – you know, even had like the gathering on the weekend. I will visualize what it's going yeah. to be like. I'm, I've already been there. I thought about it. And usually what I'm thinking is pretty close to what it turns out to be. Even let's say you're going to a mixer or a networking event, whatever it might be. I'll think of who's going to be there, who I may be able to connect with. Maybe a couple of things that we might talk about. I've already rolled it in my head, what I'm going to wear and all of that. Um, and I think that gives you more confidence because it feels like you've already done it before. Exactly. And if you visualized it mm -hmm. to the brain, yeah. it's already happened. Yeah. It, it's seen it. So it's true. So all you're doing is doing a replay. So if you've given yourself a positive outcome in your visualization, you will get that. Right. Not necessarily 100% the same, but very close to the same. Uh, yeah. Even if you have to speak and many of us don't like doing that. I get it. Just think about how it's going to go, how you're going to do it, what it's going to sound like, what you can talk about. Hey, let's say the sound system breaks or whatever. What can you say? <laughs> you know, think about those things ahead of time. Not like yep. you're rehearsing it, but again, it feels like you've already been there. I've already done this before. And I, I feel that if you do that, it's you've, you've conquered about 30, 40% of any kind of fear you may even have because it feels so familiar and our, our brains want familiarity. That's how we feel comfortable. Yes. 
Yes, and exactly. And in a way, what you're doing, as you say, is preparing thoroughly beforehand. So if you're going to make a speech, you, you kind of learn your script. Um, and therefore, by visualizing how that's going to be delivered, how it's going to uh, work, how the audience are going to react, etc., um, you've got it. You've got it down pat, and um, you just feel more comfortable because you've you feel prepared, you feel ready for it. There's a, just that extra layer of confidence because of that. Exactly. How about some other, other suggestions you might have to uh, to build our confidence? I would say, uh, for me personally, that um, be careful how you talk to yourself, your inner talk. Uh, we are naturally our own worst self-critics. I mean, to the point where we, if we kind of learned the behavior of almost bullying ourselves. And I think we need to catch ourselves on that. And actually become our own cheerleader mm. and mm. remind ourselves, again, it's all about reminding ourselves of past successes and achievements. And I think also another thing you can do is um, just be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So stepping, putting that one foot out of the comfort zone, pushing ourselves, and then it be every step becomes easier and easier. Because you take that first step outside of the comfort zone and you get a success and then you do it again and you get a success. So you're building up experiences in your mind that, yeah, I can do this. This, this, this is for me. I'm going to go that little next step further. And, hey, that worked too. So you've got this um, history building up in your mind of positive outcomes and positive results by doing that and you'll feel much more comfortable doing it more i love that <laughs> that that seems so realistic too when you you have that you celebrate yourself it's okay and i'm i'm, I'm gonna share something with you um my life even five years ago ten years ago was kind of it was, it was fine but there were you no major changes Every, yeah, yeah, life is full of them. Every once in a while, you get this. Then, eh, like three years ago, uh, there were big changes. And I found myself getting to the point where nothing would throw me anymore. Where it right. went back five or 10 years, one little thing pops up. It's like, oh my gosh, what, um, how am I going to do this? What am I gonna do? And maybe I'm wrong in doing this, but I kind of say to myself, even others, nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises me. So it's I'm not surprised. <laughs> It's like, yeah, because yeah. because what's the alternative to freak out over something, and where what's that going to get you? So now I just look at it as, all right, well, maybe it's a disappointment. You know, it's not a mountain to get over. Now I make it, you know, a little speed bump, and you know, all right, keep moving forward. That's all it is. Because um, I look at it, what is the alternative? You know, <laughs> crippling yourself, you know, with fear. Not going to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In which case, you'd never get out of bed in the morning and nobody wants that. That's no life to have. So um, you were saying about um, nothing sort of... Um, Surprises me. ...to guard anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I think resi uh, resilience is a byproduct of feeling confident, of feeling confident that you can tackle things and take things head on. 
um, to the point where because you've dealt with uh, past issues and recognised that that's not a reflection on you, you know, things have been out of your control and started to look for the positives mm. or the alternatives, uh, of, you know, and think of things as opportunities to do something different and in a different way, you do become more resilient with the confidence and you become more confident at being resilient. They kind of feed each other. Yeah. And Suzanne, what you said, really important where you realize that it's not you and you can't control it. And a lot of times yeah. we put it on ourselves. Oh, well, I can't believe that happened to me. Oh, it's usually somebody else. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you can't control what people do or how they react. You can control the way you react. That is the yeah. only thing in life you can control is the way that you choose to react. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah. And, and that makes a whole world of difference to you. Um, it, it's almost to the, I'm very much a believer that two wrongs don't make a right. And I tell my clients this a lot. Just because somebody's wronged you or something wrong has happened to you, what you term as wrong, um, by doing something equally wrong doesn't make things right. Um it's almost, I remember as a child being told, because I was bullied too, is don't lower yourself to their level. Rise above it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. I remember hearing that a lot. <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't lower yourself to their level. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, choose the better path, really. You know, if you, you come, if you're driving along and something comes in front of you, you can either just stop or you can steer around it. And that's how I see mindfulness as well. When you're you're thinking about things and something happens, you're navigating around the problem rather than trying to cut through it because that is really painful and really hard work and it's probably an immovable feast. So don't waste your energy on that. Navigate around it and you'll get there. Mm. And even the way you react, like you just, you know, talked about you know, driving in something in your way. I used to be that person that, you know, somebody drove in front of me, cut me off. I'd be like, you know, in my, I, I, you know I'm very low key and chill, but I would get agitated and say, what are you doing? Like to myself in the car. And now when it happens, I might do it for a split second. But then I stop and I realize this is not getting me anywhere. Maybe they're having a bad day. I wish them, yeah. I wish them well. Let's say they work in five jobs and didn't get a lot of sleep and they made an error in driving. Uh, maybe they got a bad phone call. Uh, maybe they're upset about something. And all right, you know, because it's for you to yell, uh, throw a finger up, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Not going to get you anywhere. Even yeah. it's not going to even sitting and somebody beeps at you, the light changes and somebody honks their horn in back of you because they want to go right away. All right, you'll get there. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't serve anybody to get angry. It really doesn't. No, no. And I think also we have to realize that we're all human and people make mistakes. And I too have pulled out 
at the wrong time in front of people. Yeah. I, too, was a learner and stalled the car. I, too, have done this, this and this along the way. So, it, it, you know, just be kind. Be kind. You don't know what's going on with that person. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, and it's bad energy. So why not put the positive energy out there? Because usually it comes back to you. Okay, not always easy. I get that. <laughs> so let's just put that exactly. out there. Yeah. And exactly. It's, it's also getting in the frame of mind, the mindset like you're talking about, to get to that point where uh, you don't let those things uh, bother you. It's, again, not easy, but uh, in a couple of minutes that we have left, any other suggestions for, for building confidence? I would say um, it, it does help. And I, I said at the beginning about confidence comes from within. Um, and, you know, other people can encourage you. And I think if you're surrounded with pos other positive people as well in your network of, you know, being around like-minded people, and you can bounce off of each other and um, get that positive feedback. It, it does, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it adds to the confidence a little bit, but we shouldn't be reliant on others um, seeking their validation and, and their, their praise. Hmm. It's nice to get it, but overall... It's your opinion that's important. It's your opinion of yourself that determines how you move through life. So, you know, it's really, really important that you you feel confidence within. And um, celebrate your uniqueness. Everybody's different and everybody takes from life something different. You and I could be in the same cinema watching the same movie. And I might pick up on something that you didn't and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So let's not worry that sometimes somebody has taken a different opinion to you because their opinion doesn't necessarily mean that it's fact. It's just an opinion. And by recognizing that, you start to feel more confident in your own opinions and that equally they are as valid as anyone else is. Hmm. I love that. And it also goes back to what you said just before that, in that looking for validation from others isn't going to be the way. Yes, it no. would be nice and it makes you feel better, especially if you're in a relationship. But ultimately, unless you give it to yourself, again, none of this is easy. <laughs> it's my no. uh, that's my disclaimer, Suzanne. Not easy. You know, yeah. live it, live in it. I get it. Um, but unless you, you validate yourself and you give yourself praise and you, you give your, tell yourself, yeah, I am a good person and I've got good qualities and I am smart. Yeah. I have opinions. You have opinions. You're not going to, you're not going to reach where you want to be unless you do that. It's not coming from somebody else. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it's like. Somebody says to you, Oh, that was fantastic. Or, Oh, Suzanne, that dress is beautiful. And what's the first thing you say? Oh, this old thing? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, taking a compliment, that's another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah, wind it back. 
my darling us speak and think to ourselves, thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. That's all you need to say. There's nothing after that. And I'm guilty of the same exact thing. Somebody says, hey, I really like those shoes. Well, thanks. And, I, you know, I always have something to say to it. I, they were only $40 on uh, Amazon. Like, I don't need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I Last time I had a, yeah, they're a pair, sort of like a sneaker, shoe. You know, I, I, I wanted a light gray pair of shoes. I don't know why. I just like them. And I remember seeing a guy a couple of weeks ago at a restaurant bar. And he's like, hey, nice shoes. I like them. I was like, thank you. I didn't say anything else. He goes, I bet I can't get him in a size 14 because he was a 14. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. But I just left it at that. But I'm the same. I, I would do the same exact thing. There'd always be, I call it a hinge. There's always something else that hinges as you accept a compliment. But what you said is perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Done. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and truly appreciate it. That's the other part. Yes. Yes, but you're absolutely right. You know, confidence isn't something that comes overnight. It is a skill that you need to develop and nurture over time, but it's never too late to obtain that skill. Yeah, but it's conditioning. It's, you know, you got to make it a habit Um, and it's got to be your mindset, which you help people do all the time. Um, How do we... How do we reach out to you? How do we start the conversation for confidence and so much more? Okay, so I have a LinkedIn profile. Uh, it's Suzanne Jenkins. Um, I don't know what the number is, but you will see Zan Life Coaching behind me, so you know you've got the right one. And I'm in the UK, folks, in case you hadn't gathered by the accent. And... <laughs> Um, I'm also on Facebook under Zan Life Coaching. So that's uh, Z-A-N, Life Coaching. And um, I also have a group which is Live Your Life on Your Terms. Mm, Love it. Uh, Suzanne, always great talking with you and and your viewpoints. And I love the fact that you are from the UK because it's a a different feel in talking with somebody. and your opinions and your fresh perspective on things. So I appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. All right. I look forward to next time we get a chance to get together too. Me too. Thanks. All right. We're coming right back. Hang on. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. So you see, son, good manners are very, very important. Someday, many years from now, when you're a grown-up, you'll be a man. And when you are, you should be a gentleman. Do you want me to go through it one more time? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open for ladies. If a door's shut, then knock first. Don't burp, don't swear, don't speak with your mouth full, don't reach across people's plates, keep your elbows off the table. What table? And don't interrupt. While we're at it, don't stare, don't use foul language, don't call people names, but do remember people's names. Always share your toys, play nice, and cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. On the bus, give up your seat to anyone who has trouble standing. Bottom line, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council.